This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Oh, there was a scare at the Garden. We'll talk about that, plus new place, new faces in new places. Let's go to work. one 800 919 That's the number to join our conversation on this Thursday night. Also, you can reach us via Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with JP and Mike. We're here until midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Mr. Gordon, Mr. Gordon Damer, good evening. Larry, feeling a little bit better than I thought I was going to be feeling. That last possession, I was, it was already going through my head. And if it had been last year, there's no question how it would have ended. But luckily for the Knicks, it ended a, far, a, a, lot, a lot better than I thought it was going to. Oh, I can breathe now, Gordon. Yes. <laughs> I can breathe now. And when they got up to the big lead, I was very concerned because I've seen this I've seen this movie before. Oh, of course, a thousand <laughs> times. And with this same team no less. Yeah. So I was very concerned. Look, and and I and you know, Gordon and I were chit-chatting during the game. <laughs> Letting you in behind the scene. <laughs> and um I said to Gordon, this would have been the worst loss of the season for this team. And yeah, it's not even yeah. close. Don't, don't yeah. give me the blowout losses. Don't give me that. Don't give me how that badly they looked against Milwaukee, didn't belong on the same team on the floor. Don't give me that. You have a 16-point lead over a team that's lost eight in a row at home, and you lose that game, both of you on demand, and you lose that game, this would have been the worst loss of the season. Yeah, after falling, you know, under 500, you know, going from number five to number eight with as close as everything is in the Eastern Conference. So, no, they they had to have that win. And, you know, uh, back last Saturday, you know, I looked at the, the games that they had remaining. And at that point, they had 33 games. 20 of them were against teams, either two games over 500 or below. And those are the games you have to take care of your business. And this game against the Magic team that is shocking how bad they actually are. Yeah. I mean, they do have some yeah. talent on that team. They do. But they uh, just can't get out of their own way. So, yeah, as you know, as you mentioned, eight in, lo- eight in a row at home, the 16-point lead. No matter how it would have happened, if they had lost this game, it would have been inexcusable. So the fact that they got the job done, it wasn't always pretty. Um, you know, some guys needed to step up, and they did. So it goes in the win column. That's all that matters. Absolutely. Now, we'll, we'll put Julius Randle aside because he had a phenomenal night with the assist. We'll put him aside for a second. We'll put uh, Alex, Burks, who had a, Alex Burke, who had a great game starting tonight. We even put Reggie Bullock on the side for a second. Gordon? Frank Nilakina? Big shots? A couple yeah. of threes? Yeah. Good de- the defense we expect from him, but mm-hmm. 13 points? Uh, this might have been one of the better games he's played as a Nick. Well, it, it's not a high bar, right? I mean, no, it isn't. Uh, you know, especially in terms of offense. You know, the fact that he cracks double digits on a, neat, a night where you needed, you know, double digits going into the game tonight, you felt a little uneasy because of the injury situation with Rose being out and quickly being out, and uh, Alfred Payton being out. You, you knew that some guy uh, we talk about all the time. You know, you have the three givens, right? You have you have Randall, who's always you know he's the all star. You have uh, R.J. Barrett, who you come to expect, and, and and quickly those are the three guys. And when one of those three guys isn't there, now you need more than one guy to step up. <laughs> and, and you got those performances from Burks and from Bullock. So um, 
you know, for, for anybody else to kind of join the parade as Frank Nielakina did. I, I, it was probably <laughs> the most unexpected aspect of the game that uh, he played as well as he did, but uh, he did step up, 13 points for him and some big shots. So, hey, you, take, you, you needed every single one of those points, and uh, you'll take them. Oh, there's no question about it. And, and listen, it, it, <laughs> what, it, it does two things for you, Gordon, right? It helps you in the game tonight and – if you're thinking about trading him, this is kind of a pretty good, you know, part to put on his resume reel. <laughs> you know, he had, you know, look, I, I've, I've kind of gone up and down with, with Frank. Me too. It, it looks like at times, like he has the skills that should be able to translate, not even just scoring points, but, you know, being able to rebound, you know, maybe dish the ball a little bit, you know, get some steals, something. Uh, so I, 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 he's kind of an enigma. I mean, at this point, I think the ship has kind of sailed for his time with the Knicks. I don't think it's ever going to click here. Uh, but whether or not another team would have interest in him, uh, look, uh, can I throw in a Kevin Knox to convince you, you know, can I, <laughs> is, there, is there something I can do to uh, convince you that maybe this is the deal you want to make? Because, uh, Knox, you finally got to see him, but not for very long. No. And, um, I, look, I don't want to rain on the parade, but, uh, Obi Toppin on a night where you have really nobody healthy. Mm-hmm. For the eighth pick in the draft, was the eighth pick in the draft to play eight minutes and yeah. to miss all three shots that he took, yep. and not to ha- not to be a factor in any way in the game at this point. Nope. I mean, like, at what point are we going to say, like, I agree that that the injury that he had in the beginning of the season set him back. So any progress that you would expect early on in the season, it's understandable, even for the eighth pick in the draft. At some point, though, you know, doesn't doesn't don't you start to need to see something? Yes. Like now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was the perfect kind of game to maybe, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not expecting 20 points, but can I have maybe 8 to 10? Can I have some, some offensive flow? Can I at least feel your presence on the court when you're on the court? I mean, Tom Thibodeau is begging on a night like this to get production from people, and this would, you would think, uh, a chance for, for Obi Toppin to, to kind of break out, to kind of maybe have a, a little moment for himself, and it just wasn't to be. He and you, you kind of understand it as a rookie. He, he's got no confidence right now, Gordon, in None. anything he's doing. Nothing. You, you, you can see it. He's got no confidence. Nilakina, that is his biggest problem, is the fact that he doesn't have confidence. And after he hit a couple of threes, he just, his game just got better, Gordon. He just felt, he felt in the flow. His defense, which is always good, took maybe a half step better, got a little bit more intense. You saw him dunk on somebody, which you never see him do that. <laughs> So, you know, it's it, it's just like it, this game, and, and Walt Frazier talks about it all the time, Gordon. It's about confidence. When, when you're confident that you know that you can hit a shot, and obviously it helps when you hit them. If you're not hitting them, how can you have confidence that you're going to hit them? And so once he got a couple of threes going, he played better. So I think that was the main thing that you saw different from Nilakina tonight. So, we'll, you know, we'll just see and chronicle and see if if this is a scenario while these guards are still out, if he can put some some games together where where at least you get to say you know what, maybe we'll hold off and see what he does un- until the off season. You know, may- maybe we'll give him another chance. Maybe Thibodeau can bring something out of him. Maybe this coaching staff can help him find his offense because his defense is already there. Yeah, I mean, on a night where Randall plays his typical forty minutes, uh, R.J. Barrett played forty two, Burks played thirty three, Bullock played thirty six, and, and Taj Gibson played thirty one. Obi Toppin played eight. Mm-hmm. 
that's that that is not it, it, when, when the draft w- was taking place uh, and you found that Knicks took Obi Toppin. One of the 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 real you know positives was that he was supposed to be more NBA ready yes. than a lot of the other guys. Yep. Uh, I'm still waiting to see it. I'm not, I'm not writing them off. I'm not saying no. that, you know, mm-hmm. get rid of them, get them out of town. But I, I'd like to know what it's going to take to kind of – and it doesn't even seem like he's close. You know, sometimes no. you see guys where they have little blips, even in games. You know, they have a little bit of a run. They start to make some shots. They start to make some play. They make the – you know, do something on the court. He just looks so awkward and uncomfortable. And it just uh, – it's, it's not what you expected. I mean, he's not even taking shots where you say, you know what, the ball's just not falling for him right now. No. He's not even doing that. It's, nope. it's like he. we've said it all the time. You said it, I think, better than me when you say he just dropped in the middle of the court. He's like, what am I supposed to do while I'm here? Yeah, it does not. he does not look comfortable in any way on an NBA court. But, look, hey, it's a win. It's a win mm-hmm. you needed to have. Uh, yes. Two weeks from now, it won't look any di- – you know, the fact it's a one-point win against a 13-win team – You'll forget about that in a couple of weeks. So uh, you definitely needed this one with the schedule that you have, the losses that you've had recently, the schedule that you have still to come at the end of the year. You need to win, you know, basically two out of every three of these kind of games against teams that are kind of in your wheelhouse to be able mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to keep the position that you've got to maybe get a little bit over 500 at some point where it's not just that you're always kind of one game over, one game under. So uh, Absolutely. you had to get it. You got it. Move on. Absolutely. 1-800-919-3776. Go ahead, let's take a couple of phone calls here on this Thursday edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Spike's in Jersey. Spike, your batting leadoff. Well, good evening, uh, my friends. Uh, this is my last call from New Jersey as we're leaving for Florida Saturday morning. I'll be calling you from St. Petersburg at some point. So I feel honored to talk to my two buddies here on a high note. Um couple of very, very keen observers here. Both you guys, you can answer at the same time or individually. What were the, what were the chances of winning without the ball with 13 seconds to left? And either one of you have watched thousands of games. Did you ever see a game won with a walk-off steal? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. The last walk-off game I remember, guys, was when Marbury made a, a layup and ran into the tunnel against Denver. Remember that one? Yeah, vaguely. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. you were there, Larry, because yeah. I, I, so I was at that game. You, you yeah. were covering that, and he ran into the tunnel. And uh, I always regret that because I watched him in high school, and I thought if he, if he didn't have rice pudding between his heads, he could have been one of the greatest players ever. But let's get to this game real quickly. It shows you, and boy, have I turned a corner on Randall. You know how I felt last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, when you don't get your shot, you pass. And he's identifying the double. And Frank, I think Gordon said it before, he, he needs to make a shot to get going. It's the weirdest thing. He seems, his hands are quick and his feet are slow. But Burks, when was the last time this year we've played 41 games that Burks and Bullock both were on? You know, that's yeah. been rare. Very rare. And and Kevin Knox, my friends, uh, they, you got, he got to go. He got to go somewhere. It's unfair to the young man because Knox and Obi's a rookie, but eight minutes, Gordon, like you said. I mean, this was the night to show you stuff. But he gave Taj 30 minutes or so, and uh, Taj doesn't do much but 
protect the rim and, and, and cover the pick and rolls and doesn't make too many mistakes. We didn't turn the ball over. I don't need a box score to see that in my eye tell. We didn't turn the ball over much. Either did they, but uh, uh, Fournier, uh, he's, he loves to chuck it up, doesn't he? <laughs> he, he does. He really likes to shoot it. Yeah, but it was, it was an interesting game. I mean, in hindsight, uh, I got to disagree with you, Gordon. I think it's more like three out of four of these games we got to win because I was not that disappointed this week in those games. We could have beaten those good teams. Forget the Milwaukee game. Throw that one out. We could have beaten uh, Philly and the other and the other one. Could have beaten Philly both. Philly to me is a missed opportunity. You you should have been able to win that game. Um, you know, there's not going to be yeah. many times where you play the upper echelon teams and you get that close and you got the what was it eight point nine point lead. So that nine was that lead. was a blown. That was a blown opportunity. Yeah. If they would have won that one, you would have felt a lot better about this week at least. But. That is what Co- it is. Correct, correct. Well, I'll leave you with this, and, and you guys, like I said, thanks for everything. You've always been really nice to me, and I can't thank you enough for it. Let me tell you something. The Colts got forced to make to go back to that game on Randall. Mm-hmm. That When I was playing in the schoolyard, that's an up and down. Yeah, it is. That, and it that's was. An up and down, right? One palm's up, one palm's yep. down. And yep. the fact that he admitted after the game that, that, that Kyrie touched the ball makes it an up and down. So, look. Look, we play them tough. We play the good teams. This guy's a great coach. I'm just he a little is. concerned. He looks like he's, he can't even walk anymore, this guy, you know? Looks like he spends four hours sleeping and 20 hours in a chair watching film. Um, I get a little concerned about it, but, man, can he coach. And you see these kids all love playing for him. So I'll leave you with that, and I'll talk to you from Florida next week. And, uh Boy, it's good to get a nice win like this, but I didn't think it with 13 seconds to go. <laughs> you weren't alone, Spike. Travel safe, my friend. We'll talk to you in your new habitat next week. Uh, thank you, boy. Thanks, boys. 1-800-919-3776. Chris is in Rockland. Hey, Chris, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry, thanks for taking my call. What's up, Chris? Yeah, so first of all, I have a few friends that listen to you day in, day night. They try calling, but they're too young to get onto the phone. They're my friends. Sean's actually, the name's Ellie Freeman. It's really Sussefeld. Menachem Gijero. All right, let's move on. Jans and Yonkers. Hey, Jan, you're next on 98.7. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. I got you. Uh, I'll be very quick because I know you have other callers. I had saved an old article that I pulled out of the New York. Uh, I had a New York Post old article from Thursday, December 11, 2014. And I just want to let you all know it's such a sharp contrast from that date of this newspaper article to now. And I'm going to just read a tiny little bit real quick. The Knicks continued to crash and burn as infighting players only meetings, rebellion against the triangle, and increased concern over Carmelo Anthony's knee and relationship with Tim Hardaway Jr. came to light. And that was before the Knicks were massacred, 109-95, by the depleted Spurs Wednesday to extend their losing streak to 10 games and drop their record to 4 record to four and 20. Call them Team, team Tritanic. It's well, a big difference, Jan. Is, I tell you this, my this friend. Coach, it's a big difference. It's a big difference. Thanks for the phone yeah. call. Gordon, those that, first of all – First of all, how dare he mention the triangle on this show? Yeah, right. I mean, as soon as you hear that word triangle, you know exactly. It takes you back, baby. It takes you back. Well, uh, I mean, tonight, right, they got tw- win number 21. So this matches the total of last year, right? They had 21 yeah. wins last year, right? That's right, yeah. So yep. 
And you got a whole bunch of games to go, and a, ho- a whole lot more of them are going to be, uh, you know, an actual thing you can watch as opposed to last year when, uh, you know, you-, you just knew where the season was headed and-, and it was not anywhere good. No, it was not. It was not. <laughs> I was just thinking Damer. Thursday night. Raining. I gotta tell you. when it was like 70 degrees a couple of weeks ago? What happened to that? Can we bring that back? Uh, it'll be back maybe next week, Gordon. But I felt like it was 70 degrees in the final minutes of that Nick game. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little warmer than that, right? I was sweating. I was sweating. I was like, no, you can't lose this game. No. It was just crazy. It really is. They, Gordon, they don't make anything easy. Everything is a chore with them. Everything is a chore. Well, I just – look, they're not that talented, right? I mean, this is essentially the same group as they had last year, and they are far better than they are last year. So the, the margin of error is just not that great, and even more so now with all the injuries. And, you know, it's funny. We, we talk about Rose and Quickly and Peyton. They're missing Mitchell Robinson. I, I mean, know. they're missing their starting center as well, mm-hmm. who is, you know, mm-hmm. starting to come into his own, and he's been out for a while now, so – uh, it's almost like you kind of forget that he's out. He's been out this long, so they 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 have to scrap and and claw to get every single win that they can get. And I don't think that there there might not be a more favorable win for Tom Thibodeau this year than this win tonight. Like the way that it yeah. ends, right? Oh you, come you, on, you, you have Bullock it. blow the shot. You know that last possession on offense, and he comes down and he gets gets the block and and gets the turnover, and they pull it out. So good stuff. And if you don't believe that. Professional sports, I don't care whether it's Major League Baseball, I don't care whether it's basketball, NBA, NFL, NHL. If you don't believe this is it's, it's a copycat league, just look at the final minute of that game, Gordon. What the Knicks did to the Nets on, yeah, <laughs> on yeah, Monday, the magic, we're doing to the, Knicks. the magic did to them as far as forcing the jump ball on the double team. It's Absolutely. a copycat league. Yeah. It's a copycat league. It, it's amazing. Moe's and Queens. Hey, Mo, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Uncle Larry Gordon. How y'all doing? Hey, Mo. Uh, before I get to my next point, I just want to talk about that that Nets possession with the Knicks locked up uh, when they locked it up. Uh, Steve Nash had two times to execute and draw up a play, and he did nothing. And they ended up again just running to the ball and getting trapped. My whole point is, I understand they got the big three, and I have them the Nets going to the finals. But at the end of the day, just like Steve Kerr, he executed and called plays. A, and they executed it for him. I don't see that with the Nets. But with my next point, uh, it was a big win for us. Again, surprising. I was surprised about the season. I didn't expect this. But my point is, imagine if we did end up getting a Chris Paul signing him or signing trade, or we ended up getting a Russell Westbrook. I understand Russell Westbrook had a bad season in the beginning, but look how he's balling right now. And, and I understand we're missing a point guard. We made we made a trade for Rose. You know, Lakina's our third string starting right now. Imagine if we had one of them, and what would we be doing right now? We'd probably be up higher in the seating. I'm going to hang up and listen. Thank you for taking my call, guys. All right, Mo. Yeah. Thanks for they, checking in. They would be, but I think that the ceiling for the team would probably be kind of set, right? Like, you would take, you know, especially with Westbrook's contract, mm-hmm. you know, this would be the last team that he'd probably be playing for in his, on, this, on this deal because, uh, you know, he's just making so much money. I don't think anybody was going to be taking that. Like the, the the future is still really bright with this team, and there are still options after this season. So I get it. You probably would have been able to maximize a, another win here or two. 
I don't think it would have been that many though. Mm-mm. Even with uh with with nope. Westbrook, I, I I mean, not the way he started. <laughs> no, because <laughs> he really he it was amazing. He has played well of late, but he struggled early. Gordon, he he, he looked old and slow. And and here's the other thing, you need three point makers. Russell Westbrook is a lot of things. Three-point maker is not what he is. Paul would, Chris Paul would have been a true, and I didn't want that one at the time. Mm -hmm. But if I could have known that this Knicks team would have played this well to be able to mix in a guy who could make plays for his teammates like that guy can and can, you know, and get you some offense. I mean, they just need some offense at times. There's just times where they just can't throw the ball in the ocean. It's great tonight that Burks and uh, and Bullock stepped up, but you can't expect that most nights. No, you can't. And he makes just so much money, Gordon. I mean, he does, Paul, I mean, it, it's, oh it's outrageous. You, talk, no, I, I you talk about against your salary. Oh, he yeah, just no, blows your absolutely. cap away. I mean, yeah, he's there's a lot of well, positive he things. He only has one more year left? Yeah. I think he only has one more year after this And year. it's more money than this year. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a lot. I think it's $2, 3000000 million more. And it's like 43 44 yeah. something like that. It's incredible. Look, he's well-earned. I have Listen, I have no qualms with him making as much as he can. Make as much as you can, CP. Make as much as you can, but you know when you're on this team. See, Gordon, if this is uh, if this is, if this is 2013, and I've got Melo, and I've got Amari, and I've got you know guys like that, give me Chris Paul. Okay, that's my final piece. I'll pay the money because he's going to take me, and he's going to make my guys better. That you know, I'm close to winning something. Then I'll do that. But with a team like this, Gordon, I'm, I'm kind of wasting him. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I'm kind no of wasting them a little there's bit. No, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Although, you know, it's almost like the, the, the Bradley Beal thing. If you could just pick him off of one team and put him on another team, mm-hmm. you know, not all the other stuff about yes. it. But um, that would have been, you know, a point guard who can actually help the offense flow. Um, oh, that would be that, tremendous. That would be, yeah, that would be. I mean, we talk about the Jets getting a pass rusher after, yeah. the, you know, the first. I mean, the Knicks getting a point guard. Mm-hmm. That search. That search is like uh, searching for Bigfoot or, or, you know, the Loch Ness Monster. That's right. And, and they've been getting that guy in the commercial that's in the beef jerky commercial. They've been looking for Bigfoot and they get that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they've yeah. been doing. Yeah. Richard's in Manhattan. Hey, Richard, you're next on 98.7. Hi, Larry Gordon. All right, you know how I feel about the songs, the theme songs. My three best would be Hawaii Five-0, mm-hmm. Killigan's Island. And I have another one that I haven't heard anyone mention. Late 60s, early 70s. Fantastic. The theme from Love American Style. Do you remember Love that, Larry? Love American Style. Yeah. Yes. Well, Love American Style. Sure. True. Then the red, white, and blue. Love. Oh, that was a great theme song. You remember you know, that one, Gordon? I do remember that one, actually, I do Richard. Remember. What you have to keep in mind, and yeah. it's not what we want to you know, preface it by, but you have to keep it in mind. It's, this is a popularity contest. So if you're getting something from the '60s, it's gotta, it's really gotta stood the test of time. Even something from the '70s. Oh, but that song was fantastic. It was fantastic, but I don't know whether or not the 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 20 to 30 year old remembers love. Ah, Of course not, fellas. This Nick team reminds me of Patino's first team. That '87, '88 year that Patino came, they were same cast: Sidney Green, Trent Tucker, Mm. all of those guys. He came and took all of those: Johnny Newman, Patrick. He took. All of those guys, same team, and made them a winner. They lost, I think, the first round to the uh, Celtics in the playoffs. Yeah. But you bomb can see strides. You remember that the team, bomb Larry? Squad. Yeah, the three-point oh, three yeah. bomb squad. Yeah. yeah. And, right. you know, fellas, you know, 
15 years ago, 10 years ago even, you guys wouldn't be talking Knicks now. You'd be talking NCAA tournament. That's how far college basketball has fallen, Gordon. College basketball was, oh, at this time now, on the eve of the uh, tourney, you know, forget about it. That's all we'd be talking about. But the interest isn't the same. I mean, I guess the tournament is, but... uh, it's not the same. Not like when it's we had the, the Big East, no, right, Larry? No, it's not the same here, Richard. But to be fair, I think it will be better. And thanks for the phone call, my friend. Good well, talking to you. It was a pleasure, fella. And, and I think, Gordon, it would be better. But we didn't have it last year. And you got it this year. It's in one place. It's, you know, we got some fans. You got sporadic fans. You're not sure what you got. I, I just think it's it's disjointed, and it's going to be hard for them to build that back up. I think it'll be better next year. Oh yeah, I, well, I'd like to. I'd like to think that we're we're, we're kind of over the hump of the weirdness aspect, right? Like mm-hmm. we're not going to go back to as bad as it was, and things are just going. It might be a slow process, but things are going to continue to get better. Yes. So I'd like to think that next year is going to be far more normal than even this year. I just kind of like what's going to happen if when because it's going to happen that one of these teams comes mm-hmm. down with a player that tests positive. I mean, it's got to yeah. happen. Did the, yeah. are those, those, is that team just out? It's going to be tough for one game, right? I mean, <laughs> one, like one if, and if done, Gonzaga all tough. of a sudden comes down with a, a player who tests positive, they're going to be out? Yeah. And and how do you – and then you're going to stop the whole tournament to reschedule for them? I don't understand how that's going to work. It already happened in the conference tournaments with Duke. And who else did that's it right. It happened to another Virginia, right? Yeah, yeah. Why, right. did, why are we to believe that it's not going to happen? I mean, like, think of all the people that are betting their turn, right? They have a pool sheet or they're betting on FanDuel promo code Gordon, that they're, <laughs> they're laying their money down, and, and the whole thing could turn on a dime That's right. based on the fact that somebody gets contacted with COVID and, and yeah. maybe not even have it. Just they, they, you know, they didn't follow the protocols or whatever, and they are now they're quarantined. Yeah, it's true. Talk about it's March true. Madness. Yeah, exactly. There will be a lot of folks who will be pretty upset. There's no doubt about that. Gonzaga has not lost a game all year, have uh, have been the number one team in the AP poll the entire season. A couple of guys go out for, you know, a meal or to get a haircut or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know what they're going to do. That has been the issue. Uh, you know what? If I'm a college coach, I'm telling you right now, I don't care how your hair looks. No barbers are coming near this team. They're gonna they're gonna seal the players in sarcophaguses uh, after the game. <laughs> you just stay. we'll get That's you it. a PlayStation Five. We'll put it on the top there. We'll pipe in some uh, some oxygen and uh, we'll be ready to roll. That's it. And no barbers. I'm telling you. No, it, no barbers. No. Not football. Bat, no, no. That's no it. Bar- Sorry. No contact whatsoever. You know how, Do you realize how much money we lost last year on this thing? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Lost a fortune. Lost a fortune. And and TV money, too. Oh, yeah. And you know. And you can't have two March Madnesses this year to make it up. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) That is for sure. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, Gordon, because I was reading an article on ESPN.com yesterday about the concern about betting and Mm -hmm. because the the, the tournament's being held in the place where betting is legal. Sure. And so they were concerned about, you know, what's going on. We're going to monitor this and that. I mean, listen. Promo code Gordon. People are going to bet. They're going to bet. Gordon, this is this is the this is sports now the way it is. Yeah, and and the fact that it's legal shines a light on it, right? Like yes. you can see yes. the betting patterns with a with a, a legitimate business like FanDuel or DraftKings or all the the other ones. Whereas when it's an underground bookie, 
you, you, you can't see those patterns. So, I, you know, I know that there's always going to be a concern about point shaving, especially in a sport that had suffered through something like that already uh, a few years back. But I think the fact that it's all above board, you can actually see where the patterns are and identify them better than if it were underground because it would still be taking place underground, believe it or That's not. That's right. There's no question about it. So, you know, the fact that it's being legalized and people are watching it, that's the best way to enjoy it when you have a few shekels in your pocket, Gordon. Yes. That you want to uh, throw away. Just just have a little fun. Right. As I make a <laughs> donation every single year. <laughs> it's ESPN New York tonight. Brandon Fitzsimmons at the top of the hour. They will continue the conversation, get you caught up on free agency. Also, on some of the play-in games in the NCAA tournament. But right now, we've got our own brackets to talk about, Gordon Damer. Yeah, Larry. Uh, of course, uh, tonight is the 90s. Before we get to that, just to kind of recap uh, the 80s uh, for people that are not on Twitter, really, it was pretty much chalk again, although there were two big upsets. Mm. The one that was, to me, the biggest upset was probably the fact that Jeopardy, the number 12 seed, took out Magnum P.I. 67 what? to 33. Yeah, Magnum P.I. One of the great all-time. Th- I mean, it tells you everything about the show. It's catchy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but Magnum P.I. already gone out wow. of the field and taken out by Jeopardy. I mean, has anybody ever tapped oh. their toe to Jeopardy? <laughs> Come on. That's, that no. is weak sauce. No. And, though, and it, it's not an upset because the seedings were what they were. The fact that the, uh, the Wonder Years beat out Golden Girls is something that I will never be able oh, to forgive the voting public. Mm, the mm, Golden mm. Girls, such a cra- classic uh, uh, theme song, and uh, already out of the field in the very first turn. And that just shows, you know, like people are bringing up other theme songs. Oh, what about this? What about that? The Golden Girls, any list you go to, Rolling Stone, TV Guide, theme mm. song lists, Golden Girls is always up very, very high. And even they could not even survive the opening round of the tournament. So you wow. have to really... You have to really bring it. But all the other ones, Cheers moves on, Greatest American Hero, Different Strokes, Knight Rider, A-Team took down Miami Vice. So uh, And uh, Growing Pains did have a, I guess, a slight upset, 8-9, not really an upset, but uh, Growing Pains over Family Ties. So uh, that's how that, that bracket broke down. But let's get to the 1990s because I think what you'll see about the 90s, and I think you would agree with this, Larry, very mm-hmm. top-heavy. Yes, yes. And I will make a prediction right now. If this region does not get to the final matchup of this region, the one versus the two, it will probably be the biggest upset of the entire tournament if both top seeds in this region do not end up in the regional final. Wow. Okay? All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. The 1990s, well, look. The number one seed. This is our number one overall seed of all the regions, of all the shows. When we talked about this region specifically, you say, okay, what's the number one show in the 1990s? Across the board, I think it got every first place vote that it could. The number one seed in the 1990s is... Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the my prince of a town called Bel Air. get extra street cred if you knew all the lyrics to the theme song of the Fresh Prince. That was not my experience. I was a little bit older, but an all-time classic theme song. Absolutely. Everybody knows all the lyrics of uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So that's the number one seed. 
and I expect the number one seed to roll through this at least until the regional final. And mm-hmm. as Jake Montgomery brought up last night, very well, that could be your number. That could be the 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 the, the thing that wins the whole one. Could be. People could be doing the Carlton in the finals. Yeah, very <laughs> well could be because you know that. As we were talking with uh, Richard in Manhattan, at the end of the day, this is a popularity contest, so it, it kind of has to be somewhat recent. But there is also that nostalgia factor that people love. Mm-hmm. So I think when you talk about the age ranges of listeners, I think Fresh Prince is going to do very, very well. So that's the number Agreed. one seed. The number 16, which, let's be honest, we could put in anything there. It is going to get absolutely steamrolled. For our intents and purposes, the number 16 is... That 70s show. I, I don't believe. I probably have seen an episode of that 70s show. Yeah. This is not one of the uh, theme songs that I voted for. Let's put it that way. I, I'm not a huge fan. Gotcha. But at the end of the day, does it really matter? Does it really nah, matter? No, it's going to be smoked. Yeah, it's going to get smoked. I mm-hmm. mean, I think that, that that one right there is probably going to be the biggest blowout of the tournament. I agree. At least so far. Even more than the Jeffersons, which steamrolled in the first round. All right, so we know the number one seed. I said that the number two seed in this region will meet it in the regional final. What could possibly – well, come on. If you know anything about theme songs in the 1990s, you know that the number two seed in the 1990s region is – You don't even need the, uh, the, the lyrics to know that nope. that's, of course, the theme song to Friends. Everybody knows that one, knows the clapping. There you go. Originally, they were going to go with R.E.M.'s uh, Shiny Happy People, which I know people think that this is a great theme song. I think you could have thrown anything in there, and it would have still kind of been. I'm not a, again, not a huge fan. Not a huge yeah. fan. Got you. Uh, all right. Uh, the number 15 seed, not exactly the most catchy, uh, but this is what the voting public told us. It is the number 15 seed. E.R. Look, I am washing my hands and my feet of this division. This is not my doing. Obviously, the two seeds are the ones that I, I voted for them, as everyone did. But there you go. E.R. is the number 15 seed. Oh, a lot of the wow. shows in the 70s right now are saying, wait a second, you're giving a spot to E.R. Yeah. That's the way it breaks down. You were, if true. you were around in the 90s, it you might have different. a spot. Yeah, it might have been it different. It was different. All right. Number three seed in the 1990s is... I mean, they, they could have been in just about any decade. This show's been on. Awesome. Yeah. Simpsons. Solid. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. Look, it's the number three seed. I don't think it's going to topple uh, the other two. No. But there you go. Yeah. The number fourteen. People are going to be upset that this is this low. I, I, I can already read the tweets now, Larry. How is it possible this is this low? It, mm-hmm. Look, that's what the selection committee came up with. The number fourteen seed is. Wow. Family matters. Wow. Steve Urkel is ticked off right now. Yes, he is. Suspenders are in a bunch. Did I do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was reading about this show. The people on the show hated Steve Urkel. (laughs) Like, not the actor, just that the character got as much airtime. Like, they had, when the show originally started, they had, like, an extra daughter, the family. Yes. They just got rid of her. Just to have more Steve Urkel time. It's funny. He's not even. He's not even. You, he doesn't even exist. The first season, right? He was only supposed to be on for one episode, but he tested so well. They're like, "Well, we'd be idiots not to bring him back." 
That's right. And then and he, became... got a, he got a spot in the theme the following year. Years. There you go. So uh, yeah, You know who hates that character more than the people that worked with the character? Oh, I bet it was probably him. It was him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> It's almost like being Screech from uh, Saved by the Bell, that's right? right. I mean, like it's great that you are able to, you know, have success in your career, but that's what you're going to forever be known as. Yeah. You know, there is a, a double-edged sword there. All right, so that's the three fourteen matchup. Speaking of Screech, the number four seed. Saved by the Bell. Larry, have you ever seen an episode of Saved by the Bell? I've seen maybe two or three. Really? Yes. And that might be two or three more than I have. Yeah, I've seen about two or three. You know, there was, an, there was an article on one of these things about 45 things you didn't know about Saved by the Bell. I said, they could put anything here, and I wouldn't. I, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> you don't tell the truth or no, not. Wasn't, wasn't it wasn't my, one of my shows. The number 13 seed. Again, I'll hear plenty of complaints that this is this low, but mm -hmm. um, the number 13 seed is... forgotten about now but martin was yeah. a huge success for fox at the time like they didn't what's up what's up what's up yeah. now i will say not exactly lennon and, and mccartney on the lyrics you know <laughs> it's, a, it's a little repetitive but it's very recognizable and it is our number 13 seed all right moving on the number 5-12 matchup in this uh, opening round a five seed a strong show was on the air for a long time in the 1990s the number five seed is. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Oh, yeah. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Now, you might Clarence be saying that the, the toss salad and, and scrambled I eggs. The reason why they use that as the yeah, lyric maybe, is because he's a psychiatrist and it's all about things that are mixed up. Mm -hmm. So the toss that salad and scrambled eggs. I didn't know that until today. There you go, Frazier. Frazier. Yeah. Uh, Frazier's going to be in therapy on how badly he's going to lose to <laughs> I know. Fresh Prince. But I look, know. it is what it is. We have to fill out the 16th. Uh, the number 12 seed, another show I have never literally seen an episode of. When this me twirl, me yeah, from Boy Meets World. Did you guess that? No. Jake contacted me. He says, you know, Boy Meets World had three theme songs. Which one do you want? I said, Jake, if you think I have any idea of any of the three, I mean, you could compile them together and play them all at the same time. I would not know the difference. There you go. Boy Meets World. Don't get attached to Boy Meets World there. No, no, I won't be around. Uh, number six. This, I will say this. I, I don't know if I've ever seen an episode of this following show, but this theme song for a short while was it was like a parody how often you heard it. I think it played a lot during NFL football games. The number six seed is Dawson's Creek. When Dawson's yeah. Creek came out, I don't know. I, I, maybe it wasn't NFL games. I don't know why I heard that song. I mean, it was just everywhere for It was a while. everywhere. You're oh, right. Paula Cole. I, it's burned into my mind like a bad memory. <laughs> Uh, that's the number six seed. The number 11 in the 1990s is. Beverly Hills 90210. I mean, you have to say that theme song, that's about as 90s as you can get. Yeah, it's true. If you were going to put the 1990s into a theme song, into musical notes, it would sound like that. 
I mean, at this point, they're all playing for third place. But all right, moving yeah. on. Uh, the number seven. This one is one that I actually voted on. The number seven seed is. Oh, yes. Ow. Yep. Married with children. I mean, to think that that was like such a controversial show and that it was, I mean, it was that like time. the end of the world when people saw that for the first time. Right. And think about the actors on that show. I mean, they've all pretty done pretty well for themselves, right? They sure have. So there's Married with Children. That's the seventh seed. The number 10 is... If, if, it were, if it required me to guess without knowing what it was, we would be here until Freddie and Fitzsimmons, at least their second hour. Uh, it's Step by Step, which uh, had Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Somers in it. Wow. Don't know much else about it. Man. Times were hard after Dallas, huh? <laughs> yeah, oh, look. He, I, he, that sitcom money, I'm sure, is, he goes to the mailbox every couple of weeks. True. And there's a check there. That's for true. Step by step. Uh, <laughs> and then the 8-9 uh, matchup, uh, we have the number eight seed is... Well, that's actually the nine seed. That's, of course, Full House. At least that's mm-hmm. how I have it written down. Full House is the nine seed. They're going to have to update the lyrics with about uh, Aunt Becky being in the big house. That's for but, sure. Yeah. It's going to have some interesting <laughs> episodes there. Kids are going to learn a lot about things. Uh, and then the uh, the uh, number eight seed in that region is... Well, see, now this is incorrect. We've actually gotten this wrong. Uh-oh. Because this is supposed to be Are You Ready for Some Football by Hank Williams Jr. Oh, is it Hank Williams Jr.? Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that was supposed to be the eight seed. This is actually from the seventies. Didn't this is get the elected Howard into the seventies. This yeah. was not around in the nineties. They moved off mm-hmm. of this in the nineties. Yes. They went to the "Are you ready for some football?" theme. So that's actually the eight seed. Full House is the nine seed, and that's how things go there. So there you go. That's what you're voting on for tonight. The nineteen nineties. The voting will be up momentarily, Larry, on Twitter at Gordon Damer. Uh, at uh, Hardest the ESPN will retweet it. The station account will retweet it. And uh, we'll see how things kind of uh, go down here in the, the 1990s. I, again, I wash my hands and my feet of it outside of the top two seats. <laughs> and then, of course, after a long weekend, Gordon, of more battling and confusion, the 60s and beyond bracket will be unveiled oh on Monday. That's going to be interesting. Oh, that is I, I mean, there are about 50 shows that could be included in that and uh, trust me if, Boy Meets World is not one of them. If you think people have been angry so far wait till you find out from the, the 2000 and beyond wait till you see how many people are going to be upset at that one. I, I will tell Bruce and Flushing right now, Gigantor, I, it doesn't look good. I'll just yeah. say that right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. This is ESPN New York Tonight.